It is Thursday, April 27th, and this is Between the Lines. I'm Scott, and we've got a good friend of mine. I love this guy. His name is Denim, Denim Trinick. You know, I could not pronounce your name for like the first three years. Did I say it right now? Trinick, yeah. It's a little bit complicated because I come from Croatia, Yugoslavia, and so we have some weird last names. You guys don't use vowels there. You can buy a few vowels. (laughs) That's what I get told. Yeah, I'm sure you get that all the time. (laughs) It's it's like turnsick. In fact, Siri, that's what Siri always says, turnsick. (laughs) Yeah, well, in Croatian, it's trnčić. And so it gets super oh, crazy. Really? Yeah, it's not. It's very complicated. Very interesting. Yeah. So along with that, yeah, I, I even said yesterday uh, when I, Paul was with us, Paul Hart was with with me yesterday, and I even told Paul as we were closing that I was going to make fun of you today. And so I'm sure we have we have a huge listening today just because everybody wants to hear this. So <laughs> no, the the funny thing is 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 Denim has trouble with his th sound, mm-hmm. and so instead of saying those, he wants to say those. Yeah. And I'm working on it. Let me hear you say the thing. The thing. Hey, it, way it's to getting go. there. It's getting there. It's a, it's a work in progress. So, <laughs> you know, for a long time, in fact, whenever he was doing just the announcements, and uh, he would even send me a text. Well, did I? How did I do it? I said, Well, I heard D instead of TH three times that time. And I, I will, you are. You're getting it. Yeah, I will say, going up on that stage when you're sitting there in the front row peering at me with your eyes is definitely the scariest <laughs> moment when you're on that stage. So, <laughs> you know, I, I will, I'll, I'll, I hope you don't mind me telling this, but Denim took it so seriously because he knew that, you know, when you're getting in front of people and talking, it's a big deal that he took it so seriously that he actually went to a speech therapist and had someone work with him on repeating those consonants over and over and over so that it would, uh, you know, he'd be well received. And I, I, I respect this young man in a huge way. So I'm glad you're with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. This is going to be a blast. You bet. And uh, we're in Prover- or we're in uh, in Philippians. Uh, in fact, we're all the way back to chapter one now in Philippians. So uh, we missed it as far as between the lines. If uh, you did your reading over the weekend, which I'm sure that you did, then you caught it on Sunday. But now we're back, and, and I want to again re-explain why we do it this way. Because some a lot of people ask, why do we repeat books the way we do? And the reason is that it's more important that you understand what you're reading than that you read a lot of material. And I began my understanding of scripture began to explode when I started repeating over and over and over. In fact. Uh, when I was uh, a brand new Christian, the book that I concentrated on that I just wanted to have down pat was the book of Matthew. I went, I read Matthew probably a dozen times before I moved on. That was suggested by another older Christian. And so we just find, especially these shorter books, to be able to go back over, once you get through four chapters of Philippians, go back over it again and read it again, you get so much more out of it your second time through. So, Denim, you want to go ahead and get started? And, uh, you know, the first, very first word is, is a good one for you. It, it is. Philippians 1-1. 1, 1, it says, this letter is from Paul hey, and Timothy. did you all hear that? <laughs> nice job, Denim. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Slaves of Christ Jesus, I am writing to all of God's holy people in Philippi who belong to Christ Jesus, including the elders and deacons. Uh, 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 uh. What did you just say? Including what? Elders and deacons. Yeah, what was the word before that? The. <laughs> oh, man, it's going to be a long uh, podcast. No, no, I won't. I won't anymore. I'll, I'll just let you go. <laughs> uh, may God our Father and the Lord Christ Jesus give you grace and peace. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God, 
Whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you heard until now. And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. And I, I just love that. I, I love the way Paul expresses his love for his brothers and sisters. I think that sometimes we're just way too bashful about that, uh, that he's not afraid at all to say, you bring me so much joy. I love you deeply. And it, it's kind of funny because uh, uh, I've, I've been doing that lately just with, with men in the church, you know, saying, hey, listen, I love you. Why don't you know I love you? And, and it, it's funny because I actually got it from Junior. I, I, I heard him saying it, and he had, had mentioned to me that he was saying it to some guys. Just He was having fun with how uncomfortable it made them when he would and, say it. And I think with that, Scott, it's so important, right, whether you send the text. I think as men, we always want to say, I love you, man, or I yeah. love you, bro. Yeah. But just saying, I love you, I think that even speaks volumes. I agree. I totally agree. You don't have to add the qualifier to it. Yeah. Uh, because do we? I mean, we, we, we better we better love each other if we're followers of Jesus and we're in the same family. Well, continue on. So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you. For you have a special place in my heart. You share, you share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment, imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep growing in knowledge and understanding. Hmm. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. And we've, we've been talking about that just from chapters three and four, when Paul and I, uh, um, the last couple of days, about how the main thing, I mean, what matters most is eternity. And, he, and this is what he is saying here. He says, I, I just want you to be focused on what really matters, to understand what really matters. Go ahead. And he says, for I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, for this will bring you much glory and praise to God. Mm -hmm. And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped me to spread the good news. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. Yeah, and I mean, Scott, I actually, you just think yeah, about that. Yeah. Here Paul is, he's in jail, and these guards, they're coming to know Christ. And I think so often, you know, we might think we're stuck in this job or we're stuck in this situation, and yet Paul, he just utilizes whatever situation he's in for the best purpose. Yeah. And, and then he says, and I'm glad. I'm glad I'm in prison because of what's coming out of this. I mean, can you, those of you that are really struggling with your job right now, can you honestly say that? That, now wait a minute, God's put me here to be an example, to be a missionary, to share the gospel. And I'm glad I'm in this tough place because it enables me to be a better witness for Christ. Yeah, I mean, if we just had hearts and if our minds were like that constantly, just imagine how different our workplaces would be, how different the environments that we're in would be. Yeah. And our approach, the enjoyment that we take out of that job that otherwise we hate would turn around because we're seeing it from a different vantage point. Mm, absolutely. That's great. In verse 15, he says, It's true that some of you are preaching out of jealousy and rivalry, but others preach about Christ with pure motives. They preach because they love me, for they know I have been appointed def to defend the good news. Those others do not have pure motives as they preach about Christ, 
They preach with selfish ambition, not sincerely, intending to make my chains more painful to me. So, I mean, human nature is human nature, and sometimes it even ekes its way into Christian circles and into the church. And Paul had some people that were jealous of him and of the prominence of his ministry, and so they were they were bad-mouthing him. I, I have experienced that myself, where, and it's sad, it's sad when this happens, and Paul is saying, though, here's the thing, though, I don't care about what they say about me, because look at this next verse. Go ahead and keep reading. He says, but that doesn't matter. Whether their motives are false or genuine, the message about Christ is being preached either way so that I rejoice, mm. and I will continue to rejoice. For I know that as you pray for me and the Spirit of Jesus Christ helps me, this will lead to my deliverance. What so so cool what he ha, has set up until now. He goes, even if they're going to be bad-mouthing me, I don't care because they're preaching Christ, so I want that to continue. And then he turns around and he says, but, you know, I'd love for you to keep praying for me because I, I would like to have my freedom. Absolutely. I can't imagine what, it's that yeah. like, what that's like. I mean, being locked up. Wow. Mm -hmm. In verse 19, he says, for I know that as you pray for me and the spirit of Jesus Christ helps me, this will lead to my deliverance. For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ whether I live or die. Now, I think this is helpful, though, because I think all of us struggle with the lack of boldness. Now, Paul just talked about how the prison guards had become believers because of his witness, and yet he asks for them to pray for him that he wouldn't be ashamed mm -hmm. and that he would have boldness. So he struggled. Paul wasn't a faithful witness because he had no fear. That the fear, fear is never the issue. Even people that struggle with fear, anxiety, whatever it is, it's not that you, you should never even be pray that be praying that your fear will you'll no longer have fear. Fear is something God wants us to have. It does it helps us in a lot of ways. Instead, that we would have courage mm. to overcome the fear, to face whatever those fears are. And when it comes to witnessing, it's not about losing your fear. Instead, it's about gaining boldness and despite the fear, still being willing to engage in those conversations. Yeah, and, and with that, Scott, I even think, I mean, with, I mean, I'm a pastor. I mean, you're a pastor, and I got to say, even sometimes when I sit down with people who aren't Christians, like, I'm a little bit intimidated because, mm -hmm. you know, they're asking all these different questions, and so uh, I think, like you said, uh, I think fear, it's almost like this thing that pushes us to, to strive for that excellence and yes. to learn more and grow more in our knowledge of mm -hmm. Jesus and the gospel. The key is to continue to engage. Yeah. Yeah. In verse 19, he says, or I'm sorry, Verse 20, he says, For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ whether I live or die. For to me, live, uh, for, to me living means living for Christ, and dying is even better. Hmm. But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between two desires. I long to go to be with Christ, which would be far better for me. But for your sakes, it is better that I continue to live. <laughs> Knowing this, I am convinced that I will, will remain alive so that I can continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. And when I come to you again, you will have even more reason to take pride in Christ Jesus because of what he is doing through me. Yeah, again, I, I think it's all self-explanatory there. We don't have to say much about it, but it, it's such a great example, though, for us as he's saying, whether I live or die, it doesn't matter because if I'm living, the problem is that for so many of us, we're not living for Christ. And so th there's not even then this anticipation of when I do die or when Jesus returns, I'm looking forward to that because we've not been using our lives to honor Christ. So to be able to die well starts with living well. 
Yeah, and I love verse 27. This is one that really stands out to me, mm. Scott. He says, above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting mm. yourselves in a manner of, uh, worthy of God's news about Christ. You mean good news, right? Good news about Christ. I'm sorry. <laughs> then whether I come to see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the mm. faith, which is the good news. And I just love what Paul says here. I mean, he kind of gives us this model to live by. He reminds us that first and foremost, God, we're citizens of heaven. Yeah. And that we're to live this life that's that's worthy of the good news of Christ, but also conducting ourselves in a way that, man, we stand out at our jobs, with our families, with our kids. I really think as followers of Jesus, yeah. there should be something we're different We're representing about heaven. Us. We're representing heaven, first and foremost. Mm. So many Christians get off track by being so uptight about politics. And and Paul, I think Paul was living in a a place where there was all of that stuff going on, and it was a horrible culture that he lived in. But he, his life was not about trying to right the wrongs and fix things politically. Or He, he says, no... Our citizenship is in heaven. We're here to represent Jesus. I mean, what a good reminder that is for us, even today. And then he continues in verse 28. He says, don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved even by God himself. For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. We are in the struggle together. You have seen my struggle in the past, and you know that I'm still in the midst of it. Hmm. That's awesome. All right, well, let's get over to let's get over to uh, the book of Proverbs, and we're in Proverbs 27 right now. And the and again, read the read the rest of it as well. But verse five is what I want to focus on. Look at verse five. It says, "In fact, we're going to do both verses five and six like we did yesterday. We did two verses that were talking about the same thing. But verse five says, an open rebuke is better.'" Than hidden love. Wounds from a friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. So Solomon is giving this wisdom to his young sons in the palace. And he says, if, if somebody secretly loves you, who cares about that? Hmm. You're far better off that they show you that they love you by being willing to tell you the truth when it hurts. That's the that's the wounds from a friend are better than many kisses from an enemy because those kisses from an enemy may just be deceitful ways for them to warm up to you to be able to get something out of you. But a true friend is going to be willing to tell you the truth even when it hurts. And you've got some really good friends, Denim. You know, Jordan, Jordan has been a good mentor of yours. Junior, I know as well. Is a Both good of those guys. Of yours. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that you've had some times where people have told you some tough truths when you didn't want to hear it. Yeah, actually, Scott, they all mostly came from you. You're the one who probably <laughs> hit me with the most hard truth. And uh, honestly, I really do yeah. appreciate it. And that's one thing I've learned even being in ministry. Like, you have to have tough skin. Yeah. Because as followers of Jesus, there's going to be things that we're going to have to be called out for. And, man, I think in that moment, you're going to kind of be stuck with this choice. Is either you're mm-hmm. going to listen and you know that this person, like you, for example, I know mm-hmm. that with my speech, you're coming from this place where you love me, you care for me. And so I can either choose to listen to you and to proceed with that, or I can be a fool, and I can say, oh, what does Scott know? And I'm just going to keep doing my own thing. And so I love that verse once again because, man, like you said, uh, you know, wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. And so just that sincere love that you've even displayed to me has been really, really cool. And I, it's grown me as a man and uh, as a speaker and in so many capacities of my uh, life. That's great to hear. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's something for us to leave well with right here, and that is to be thinking about 
Who in your life do you have that's able to speak truth into your life that perhaps you haven't been willing to pay close attention to and you need to? So maybe that's where God's speaking right now. Uh, Take that with you this day. And we look forward to, you're going to be back uh, again tomorrow. In fact, we get a little surprise for everybody. Dennis is going to be back, (laughs) but there's another little surprise for all of you. So you're going to have to tune in tomorrow to be able to get that. Otherwise, God bless. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.